Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goes Without Saying. You're listening to Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I'm Wing. And I'm Sefi. She's <laughs> just stifling a yawn. That is not <laughs> not a reflection on how this conversation has just gone. Great I start. actually think it was such a nice, it felt like a very fresh conversation, some new takes that we haven't necessarily discussed. We haven't discussed them between us, let alone on the podcast. Mm. Um, I've definitely come away with some learnings, I think, that I'm going to take into my own life, my own relationships. This is a lovely one. I mean, as always, if you want to chuck us on in the background, you're more than welcome. But we're going to be chatting about dynamics in relationships, taking on other people's mental well-being as your own responsibility and knowing when to stop giving enjoy perfect cool cool here we are again here we are again how are you like what have you been up to i'm all right how are you i'm good i've been chicken wrapping it up which has been really good i said i was the rap god earlier yeah you are talk us through the rap well inspired by my boyfriend because i my boyfriend used to be the rap god but i've Mm. usurped him yeah (laughs) through my tyrannical you've taken your rightful place (laughs) yeah i've overthrown him i've always known i liked raps But recently, it's all I'm wanting. I think because I also just kind of lost my appetite a little bit. You know, I had my ups and downs. And Mm. I, all I could eat was like chicken nuggets and like, just like, you know, I just got a bit weird with like... Kind of all the good stuff. Yeah, like things were just like, like gross. Don't we know it. Um, And I don't know why I'm just finding myself being called by the the chicken rap gods. Yeah, yeah. What kind of rap are you getting? (sighs) I'm getting a large white tortilla wrap. Nice. A large yeah. white tortilla. Is it one of the ones that kind of, they kind of separate? Do you know what I mean? It's almost um, quite um, flowery. No. Not one of those. Well, I, I want it to hold up. I don't want shit dripping all over me. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, this is I'm why I would never go for the white wrap. God. What would you go for? I would go for the seeded, like, brown kind of wrap. Ah! I know. I know. Oh, but that's what I would do. I'm, I'm, I am pretty anti-white bread. You're a health nut. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, I that's do what not like. Calls you. I just don't like bread unless everyone it's like, knows that about you. That's got like nuts wild. in essentially. That's absolutely absurd. I know. That's probably the most problematic thing we've ever said on the podcast. I know. Honestly, like well, I, w- I obviously will eat a white bread. Like I'll have like a sourdough bread. But s- no, 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 no. <laughs> like a white I slice of bread, like, I would not eat. 
No, my a doughy white buttery bread with like Tesco value ham slices. Delicious. I, I completely get it. Like, I actually I would... want that right now, actually. It depends doughy, what the vibe is. But... sweet white bread. Oh God, no. Fucking I don't really hell, like sweet so things good. that much. I would always go for a, a brown um kind of seedy bread every time. Yeah, and even to a wrap. I'd take what that to the wrap. That? 100% I am. You would take it to the wrap. Well, even in primary school, you'd be having a seeded situation. No, maybe not in primary school. I think what I would have wanted... What were you doing in baby school? You would have, like, a white bread. Well, no, I probably was have. I didn't really have sandwiches that much. I would have, like, sort of... Um, doll. <laughs> doll. Literally doll. <laughs> oh, literally my God. Doll. I would have. Well or, like, um, sort of macaroni cheese sort of thing. Like, okay, that's yum. That sort of thing I'd have at, I mean, doll is yummy as well. It's just... But it is so me to have doll. It's so vegetarian, yeah. like, hippie. No, 100% would be <laughs> doll. Um, um, but I but was I like always that. jealous at school of, you know, the bread that is supposed to be, like, crustless bread. Yes. But, like, so isn't. It's just, like, they've bleached the crust sort of thing. <laughs> Do you think? Is that what they've done? They've bleached it, they've whitewashed the crust? I don't know. I always thought that as a kid. I haven't seen that in a while, but I was like, but there is a crust. But surely they will be a bit crusty, the edges. It's just yeah. a white crust. Mm. That's what I always wanted, because it was like, oh, it's crustless bread. Did you ever have the thing of, like, crusts for people with curly hair? Yeah, And yeah. what other shit did they used to say to us? Carrots make your eyesight good. Yeah. I always used to think that was... My grandma just used to prank me so much. Like, I used to be like... (laughs) Up until, like, a few years ago, I used to be like, God, my grandma just fucking loves crusts of bread. Like, she loves the crust. She loves it, loves it, loves it. And I only just realised a few years ago that she's quite indifferent towards crust. But we always used to, like, leave the crusts on our plate and then we'd be like, Grandma, she'd look as if she was going to take them and we'd shovel them down our throats. Because we'd be like, ha ha. You didn't get your yeah. crust. But God. obviously she didn't give a shit about the crust. Why would she want oh, our so mangy she was maybe crust? tricking you a little bit. She was just She's trying to get us to eat our crust. Reverse psychology to the kids. But I've always yeah. grown up thinking, Finish God, my grandma up. just loves crust. Crusts. And I've only just realised, like, oh, God, she doesn't. She didn't love crust. That was no. a prank. Oh, It's funny those things you realise, like, after, like whatever has happened blah, blah 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 you're a kid you're a kid and then suddenly you're an adult and you can see everything very clearly. New some of it. it is like oh that was traumatic abuse and some of it is like oh you weren't actually <laughs> you, you're not a crust in love addict. with crust <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who would be okay, nice. who would want who the, would like be? all like sort of i mean i like the crust touched crusts no but off some kids plates yeah i mean like we've just eaten like a marmite sandwich and we're like grandma here are your crusts oh <laughs> It's like, why would she want that? Uh, great sense of humour you have. <laughs> you thought you were going to get my crust. Oh, it mischievous. Yeah, honestly. Um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about kind of, I don't really know how to explain it really. Kind mm. of how in dynamics, friendships, all relationships, there's mm-hmm. always a giver and there's always a fixer. Oh, you think? No, I don't really think. So what's but going in on often... with us then? Who's a giver, who's a fixer, who's a what? No. Well, I don't know if there is a giver and a fixer. There's I agree. often a <laughs> Immediately taker. redacted. <laughs> also, a giver and a fixer. No, they're not the opposite. They're the same thing. There's just a taker. They can be, yeah. Basically, right. we're talking about um, sort of dynamics of giving and taking and things like that in relationships. Yeah, and I think like knowing when to step back when someone's just draining your energy and mm-hmm. like knowing when it's time to go, if you will. Yeah. I remember, I believe this was in The Only Way is Essex when this okay. was coming out. I'm talking about reality. Reality TV shows not. <laughs> oh, I am. I yeah. absolutely am. At the moment, I won't be in like a week. Who knows what's no, going go on. go for it. 
But I haven't oh. watched Towie since, like, I used to be obsessed with it back in the day. But Did I you remember used to be obsessed with it? Always. I was more obsessed with Towie than Made Towie. in Chelsea, I think, back in the day. Okay. They used to be Maybe on at the same time. Maybe you could give time. us a little bit of a rundown if we don't know what they are. Um, well, a last, <laughs> not last episode, but the episode before, I gave a rundown, a beautiful rundown of Made in Chelsea. Towie's just the same really thing, beautiful. but mm. with people from, from Essex, Essex, not from Chelsea. Literally the yeah. same thing. So but just also- listen to that. <laughs> It's the same thing, just with a different um, type of person, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a scene, I, I believe this was in The Only Way is Essex. The Only Way is Essex is TOWIE as well. Yes. It's an acronym. It's a very clever um, <laughs> It's very <acronym>. intelligent. <laughs> See what you did there. Yes, TOWIE. It was very clever of them to do that. There was a scene where someone, I don't know who it was, said there's in a relationship there's always a radiator and a drain and someone was being like Uh, a radiator what do you mean a radiator because it was a bit of confusion about the fact that a radiator radiates we need to explain it to the viewer the producers said it was definitely a bit explain it to me like i'm five yeah it was definitely a bit confusing but i did start thinking about it when i was about 14 watching that there's always a radiator and a drain in every relationship is Mm. that which i don't think there is but i did remember thinking god you want to be the radiator you oh, want to be radiating definitely giving <laughs> fixing well, you don't want to be draining warming you do not want to be the drain do you think okay so spoiler alert you've just said you don't think there is always a necessarily a drain and a radiator and a giver and a taker and all of this mm. but i can imagine your response i think we're both under the impression that they're not necessarily fixed labels if they were no. to be given you could be a giver one day and a taker the next 100 percent. the yes. amount of times i've been like god i've just drained you sorry like what, me the amount of times i've been like god sorry i've just defo drained you like when, you when you're trauma that. dumping on someone essentially you okay, kind of are draining them but I don't Not feel drained. Trauma dump on you, sorry. No, and I no. It's funny because I was going to say to you the other day about the concept even of trauma dumping, quote unquote, mm. and just how we maybe feel about that in general as a phrase. There's nuance to it, as there is with with everything. all things. Sure, I think it's I... an easy way out of saying to someone, "Oh, you just trauma dumped," when actually they just like were open and spoken about. Up to you. They yeah. spoke about something that was traumatizing. I do think it can be like a almost a bit of an excuse I guess like yeah. makes it a bit easier for people to kind of lean into the idea of like oh god they they kind of took up the space they like owned their narrative they mm. were honest they were open they were vulnerable they shared something blaming. with me it's a little bit yeah. to me in my opinion yeah no just I see because that. I think for a lot of yeah that's a good way of putting it victim blaming because I think there are definitely some people who are assholes and there are definitely some people who are like weird narcissists whatever they just like dominate the space in a negative way they don't give a shit about anyone else like whatever blah 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 yeah there are some weird evil people out there Mm -hmm. however I do think largely when someone has decided to be open with somebody else about the things that they've gone through or things that are like really raw and personal to them to have that to call it a dump to call it a dump you just dump is bizarre to me actually because i agree do you know what i mean it's it's a bit almost the most inhumane thing you could ever say (laughs) it's a real throw it back in their face kind of moment it's quite evil 
but then it is evil but also have you not also been in that environment and i know you have because i've been in the environment Mm. with you where Mm. you just feel like you have been drained and almost it what like it's not necessarily oh i'm so drained by their vulnerability it's not Mm. that but it's like god you came into the space and you just went with like all of this shit with Mm. no um understanding of other people's like triggers and shit that they've been through and life stories which is like here's all my fucking shit and now i'm gonna like go unpack that kind of at you yes however yeah i think for me personally i feel like the responsibility in a situation like that if someone is coming in with real genuine vulnerability Mm. however i am capable of responding in that moment it's my responsibility to definitely like be kind i think that would come naturally to most of us and i think Mm -hmm. for most of us here we wouldn't have a problem responding to that with kindness and being open and um being supportive and all of those things i don't have an issue with that if i have an issue with potentially feeling like i am giving so much and i have nothing left to give i do feel Mm. like it's my responsibility to manage that in the situation and either see myself out or kind of encourage us to move the situation into a slightly different space. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of shake things up, make sure we're both feeling good. Because I think if someone is being really raw and open with you and trusting you a lot in that moment, you can really Mm. scar them if you dismiss them. I think as well, it's just not a nice interaction to have, even if you don't say it to their face. Like, if you think you're putting on a nice show for them and then you run off back to your friends and say, and say God, they trauma Sarah just trauma dumped all over me. Jesus Oof. Christ. It's really... Well, that's out of order. It is. It is out of order. But I do think in that situation for me personally, it's my responsibility to manage the expectations of what I can give to that person who is being vulnerable with me. I do have a tendency to want to give too much and like mm. to not find that boundary soon I enough think that's until the problem. I am drained empty but I think that's my problem well I don't know if it is because I agree as the dumpy like, not I know the I, I agree <laughs> like I definitely think there's a tendency just to be dumped on of just like mm. I think because I think it's so important that people um talk about their shit and like yes. there's an open kind of environment for people especially people that I'm close to to like yeah tell me their insides and like unpack it uh-huh. I do think like it is really hard to stop that when you're like getting when you can feel yourself like I, I've literally got nothing left like I've, left. I've I have, have mm. been in conversations like that where I've been like I literally don't have any more advice like every scrap of advice I could possibly give you on this I've given mm. you it's five times over like i've yeah. got i've literally not got another bit of insight left. or bit of um mm. energy to give this yeah. but i think yeah. that i can only really say that to people i'm super close with i think if i was in an environment where someone wanted to really rehash and rehash and rehash like the same event over and mm. over and over again and i had nothing more to give. in like to give on that it would be really hard to be like i'm sorry but you you've got to stop like I don't know I think it's just like I would just allow them just to dump 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 I don't know if I'm sorry can you say I'm sorry you've got to stop no um, you absolutely can't that's what no, I would no, say no, to yeah, like but, no, I that's know, like I know. to saying, my family no, I'd be like I'm sorry shut the goes hell up right without now. saying yes yeah, Steffi's not turning up at anyone's door and being like can you not <laughs> but no, more you can't. so like no you can't I think we can make an effort to 
before we go into situations be like i think actually what helps as well when i've been in situations where i've been in despair in the pits as they say Mm. I will say to like people around me or I like when the people around me say to me sort of what do I want from them how can they make me feel better in this moment how can they support me can they support me what would that look like rather than kind of the other person coming in with for example like you're looking for just some kind of empathy some sympathy some support some Some agreement on like yeah just some agreement of like yeah yeah, that was out of order whatever you want to be hyped up whatever but the other person comes in with all you need to do is this this and this and starts trying to resolve the problems and give you solutions which is probably well intended but maybe not what you needed in that moment or it could be the other way you could be going to them for support and they say the wrong thing whatever blah 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 i think i always find that really helpful when i feel like that's the way that the conversation is going Mm. to say to someone like what do you want yeah what do you want like do you feel like you need advice or you know you probably just need someone to say god this sounds really hard like Mm. this sounds fucking shit like i'm here for you like i hear you sort of thing i think that's such a good idea like Mm. because i definitely feel like whenever i'm in that kind of situation i think i can try i have a tendency to try and be a fixer which i really Mm. think is sometimes useful but sometimes really useless like i went a lot of time a lot of the time people just come to you because they want to like speak about thing they already know what they're gonna do yes they already know their decision in the back of their head they just want to talk about it in general Mm -hmm. and not really come to some kind of conclusion but i'm always in that situation like i think almost um to make myself feel better just trying Mm. to like right well what can you do about it like what what are the next steps like what what can we do right now like there's no point talking about it because it's not productive what can we do right now Mm. like well there's nothing you you can do make yourself feel better in what situation like like when you say like i think i mostly go towards like being the fixer because it'll probably just make me feel better i think it's like i want it i want there to be like a productive outcome of it and i think it's almost like it will make me feel helpful which is mm. like when when i can see someone is really powerless and when it's like quite yeah. upsetting yeah. when it's someone that you really care about who is going for a shit situation and maybe mm. there is nothing to be done about it and maybe it's just yeah. like that is just objectively shit and basically the outcome is they've got to feel a lot of pain that's horrible yeah and what I want to do is be like, well, maybe if we just like go on holiday and, mm. you know, like we can just maybe like... Maybe if we just kill that person. You know, we can just <laughs> do that like, to you. Just, like, like all you've got to do is just block them. And it's like, well, that yeah. really solves nothing. Mm. Like I almost think I try and like find easy little... An answer. Yeah, answers, which actually aren't answers. So I think that's what I mean by trying to make myself feel better. Like yeah. I try and do something that will mm. feel kind of like oh it's it's all fine now but it's like it's actually just not like sometimes things just aren't and people don't really want um to do anything about it you don't want active space to be kind of tackling the problem i think most of the time when like you go to friends for me personally i if i'm going to someone for advice i think i quite knowingly set up the conversation as what would you do in this situation or Mm. what do you think of this like this is what i'm dealing with like i'm thinking i'm going to do this this and this like is that making sense do you think Mm. when i go to someone for advice it's i think it's actually quite um clear do you know what I mean? Like almost, I think mm. when I'm asking people for advice, I really go in and I say, I need, can I, can I get some advice? Yeah. Can I get some help? 
versus like if i'm really like in as i say the pits in the depths of hell kind of crying my eyes out sometimes my boyfriend even would be like oh i just hate it like i feel so helpless like i want to be able to help you and make you feel better sort of thing yeah but it's so hard and i've been like the thing is all you have to do in that moment to make me feel better is just give me a hug just be there just literally just say it's gonna be okay i think we'll be okay sort of what if it all works out what if it all works out is all i need you to say i just need i just need a cuddle i just need like you yeah i just need someone around i i will problem solve when i'm ready sort of thing yeah well to be honest a lot of i'm i don't know i think this is something i'm coming to kind of later in life but some things <laughs> oh you're so late in life 26, in my, 26 years, years guys i'm coming to this later <laughs> in life. so late in life bloody hell what time do we call this late, <laughs> late in life <laughs> later in life um yeah. or i'm coming to this i've come to this in the last year six months right. maybe mm-hmm. there are some issues that will never be solved mm. and like that is sometimes a painful thing yes because it's like i the, the instinct i think it's a human yep. impulse to be like oh let's fucking mathematical equation this out like let's almost coming from the least mathematical person but it's like let's Hmm. like get the steps in order so that in six months time this will not be an issue but there are some things i think in my life and like in my experiences that i've seen be worked around every fucking way where all the best minds Mm. that i know have come together and tried to work this fucking out Mm. and we can't fucking figure something out like some things will never get better and we'll Mm. never have an answer and i actually think there is some peace in that the things that are not fixable when you're constantly trying and trying and like pouring your whole soul into trying to like make something put a what is it a square peg in a round hole or whatever it is yeah um some things never work like that and i do think i've actually found some level of peace in being like that one issue that i have in my life or that one thing Mm. will never be Be fixed fixed there is no fucking answer Mm. and that kind of is okay then because then it's just acceptance exactly i was just about to say it's kind of moving towards kind of once you know that for example like you said this situation is never going to be quote-unquote fixed the idea of working towards acceptance of that rather than working towards a solution yeah is just as difficult but actually probably more beneficial for us and like our own kind of minds and our own brains mm. and, and our just own your own health peace. in the long run yeah like the level of um discomfort and like restlessness in trying to continually fix a problem a quote-unquote problem i mean it's really painful and exhausting yes also i think it's just no go on maybe go i think it's just acceptance was the end of that i agree i feel like it kind of fits into something we've spoken about before kind of the whole that girl thing and just the idea of like even this podcast and i think pockets of society pockets of the internet with the idea of um self-development and like growth and healing and learning Mm. and evolving and thriving and all of these things that we want to do um sometimes can have you stuck in this cycle of i didn't it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do that good enough. I didn't get up and do that good enough. I didn't... Um, that girl hard enough I didn't blah 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 I didn't heal right enough like instead of ways that instead of ways to improve your life it ends up being like we've said this before new ways to punish yourself Mm -hmm. and find new things to like hold against yourself and that constant state of trying to fix things in your life will ensure 100% you will never be happy (laughs) Mm mm-hmm you will never ever be happy if you're yeah. constantly meticulously hyper vigilant and self-critical yeah towards your own what you see as shortcomings but it's probably just the reality of your human existence on this planet do you not think that is quite a crazy yes. thought mm. like as much as it's so simple oh damn it my lip balm just rolled away from me like That's my right. little tin of vaseline sorry get <laughs> Unless out you need of reach it. and just roll under my bed brilliant <laughs> damn um yeah no i think that has been something that i found quite great later in life in my old age of 26 yeah like it does feel like something that you've been told your whole life to like fix your problems and like work hard mm. on these things and actually to be like no i i can't like yeah or like yeah i i buy foresee the future of what that will be working and working and working going around these things that i know won't work because we've tried Mm. everything to try and make that work it will just lead to misery and pain down that road yeah yeah just i could spend my life focusing on this thing or i could accept that things are a mess in the way they are and just like move forward with that mess that i will carry that mess forever yes yeah and it's almost like I'm, I'm comfortable with that mess i don't feel yeah. the need to tidy up um or i'm i'm semi-comfortable with that mess yeah. i don't feel the need to kind of like brush it all under the rug and tidy mm-hmm. it up like it's just like that will only cause a nightmare more stress yeah yeah and as well like the idea of fixing and even sometimes um what's kind of masked as like just bettering or like optimizing yeah. or whatever is yeah wrapped up in so much shame like a lot of the things Mm. that we feel like we need to fix about ourselves our relationships our own lives our fucking um behaviors our bodies everything Mm. is just wrapped up in the shame and the idea that we have been sold that we're not inherently good enough valuable in any way yeah it's just always a project 
yes always a project always a work in progress which there's some really there's something really liberating about that I think of like accepting that you are imperfect and you are flawed and you are trying and Mm. you know you you are making an effort to maybe enjoy your life more or you know just generally be better I think generally trying to be better with kindness is one thing yeah and the trying other to thing, entirely change yourself exactly is like trying to hate yourself into a new person yeah it's not gonna happen it, you'll hate yourself into a new person a more yeah, miserable and you'll hate her even more person yeah, yeah no it doesn't work i think that's a real distinction do you feel like you slip into a habit in relationships of like falling into a certain kind of dynamic or role or is there a certain way that you want the people in your life to be perceiving you oh mm, that is all isn't it that didn't even get a can i ask you a question but it really needed one can i ask you a question how do you oh want people God. in your life to perceive you like what kind of hole do you keep falling into of trying to be this x y and z person the court jester the court jester <laughs> <laughs> there she I is i think that's it i kind of sing for the king's supper like mm. almost like the king is sad and it's like let's yes. make him laugh like tell the jokes clown yeah yeah, yeah i think it's that i think the role I take in dynamics often can be, I think I am the person that people go to when they're feeling shit. Mm, or like, or nice. not even maybe when they're feeling shit, but when they want to feel better. I think I might be that's the person nice. people often would go to because Why? I will bend yeah. over backwards to make you laugh. That's nice. I think that I think that's how I fit in. My friends could be like, you literally are not funny. Like, shut the fuck up. Who's going to say you're not funny? They're not a real friend. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but also like... I do think that is a position I always put myself in that if someone is crying and feeling mm. terrible um I obviously want them to feel heard and I want them to like you know get it all out yeah. but I think the thing that I kind of specialize in is the mm. moment after the cry when maybe yes. they're like ready to like oh, you know they feel wide cracked laugh. open it's yes. like let's hit them with a laugh and Straight I think I get people laughing laugh. yeah which I don't even know is help whether that's helpful but I think that's what I yeah um routinely do do you remember there was a conversation i'm sure this conversation happened on the podcast where you were talking about maybe the idea that you potentially like not minimize yourself but maybe play yourself in a certain way that undermines i don't know like your worth or intelligence or something by kind <laughs> I don't of know being what this silly conversation goofy. was but probably do you remember you were like i just go in and i like try and be kind of silly goofy and yeah i feel actually, like i, I, I get a bit almost like you don't necessarily make or you're not i wouldn't say what i know of you is you're not the biggest fan on self-deprecating jokes no but i think the energy of being super funny and light-hearted and kind of ditzy dopey funny jovial mm. can come off as self-deprecating yeah i i really hope i'm not self-deprecating because i really i don't think you are at all dislike uh that sense of humor. i really wouldn't want to put myself in that camp because i find it um sad i don't think there's any mm. um humor in that i just think it's silly but <laughs> like because I think it's, I think it, it says a lot. It's a really sad thing to be doing. But also, I think I've trained myself out of that, as many people have. Like you're just, I spe- think, mm. especially in England, Britain, you are raised with that kind of fucking mm. bullshit humour that's just very cruel. Um, mm. but like cruel towards yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I do think I am someone that does that, and I think I'm also thinking of a conversation that we had recently about Ed Sheeran's documentary. 
mm-hmm. which if anyone has seen i've only actually seen yeah, two episodes so random i don't have disney plus and i watched it no at my dad's one thought house. we were gonna bring talk about that ed sheeran's documentary out. who God, did we think... keep you on your toes guys i didn't think we were gonna talk about that no but i've only watched two apps you've finished it i believe i finished it because you recommended it to me when you recommend things i take it seriously unlike no i've taken it so seriously last night i was trying so hard to watch the brook shields but it's also on disney plus it's so amazing i can't watch it i need to fucking get disney plus i'm brook shields number one fan and i know i'm gonna be her number two soon (laughs) yeah you will (laughs) just give me time to like know who she is and i'll be it's so i just love it but anyway yeah I when I watched the trailer, I literally watched the trailer and I was like, "I'm in, Brooke. Yeah. I love you. Brooke, I love you, Brooke. I'm yours." Yeah. And I watched Drew Barrymore kind of sit on her lap, oh, and I'm yeah, in love. as usual, yeah, as usual, Drew. Yeah, put her um, on the goes out saying guest list as well, Drew Barrymore. Love, love, love. love. <laughs> it's kind of she needs to be sat on the microphone or nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we all need to be just doing a group Kissing hug whilst we record. Yes, yeah, love her. Mm-hmm. um ed sheeran's documentary yes which is called a great name i thought oh the sum of it all yes love that for him mm-hmm. i don't yeah. really know anything about ed sheeran but i know that his albums are like times multiply yes. subtract yes they're all like i'm assuming things. were you into the sbtv days absolutely no. not don't no. really know what that what? is why am i not surprised <laughs> don't know really what that yeah. is well that's that was kind of the main thing that i was really um is that loving. what his friend was yeah jamal edwards really sad yeah which was so shocking when he died so young i didn't know anything about this the, that, the first i heard of it was like, this documentary huge, that's crazy it was just such a i think like a real cult moment for probably people who are about our age Mm. in that kind of world um yeah i don't know but i i like the way that the documentary kind of framed that relationship between them as kind of like yeah i don't know i like seeing men get all emotional and i love seeing men get emotional yeah me too let them weep love it let them weep i love seeing anyone get emotional yeah yeah but like yeah i thought i thought ed came off really well i have no i really had no thoughts on him but i actually have come away really liking his vibe i mean that's nice but the point the point i was gonna say is we were discussing this the other day are they married yeah i think so i think they are i don't want to call someone his wife unknowingly yes and do that wrong because i would hate that flip if i were cherry Cher- her yes. name is the most beautiful name i've ever heard in my life cherry seaborn stunning can we take a moment cherry seaborn that is um a game of thrones um sort of princess she's from the iron islands no she's from the fucking iron islands <laughs> yeah, but that is seaborn. So rude. no iron islands makes it rude so i think she's from like volantis cherry seaborn That's no she's nice. not she's actually from like the iron islands makes her a bit grim though i know but it's funny that you say so rude because do you remember we said someone else is from the Iron Islands? Yeah, but that was a bit rude of us, I think. That was rude. Iron Islands now is the worst thing you could be that. in that world in Game of Thrones. It's really, um, what's that word that they kind of use in like Pride and Prejudice, like kind of marshes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, it's it's really You do like not want to say you're from the Iron Islands. Trenchfoot, is that a thing? Yeah, Trenchfoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gives that vibe. And Anyway, yeah. she's not from the Iron Islands, I take it back. No, she's from, like, beautiful High Garden. Um, By the way, when we said that about someone, we weren't actually being rude. It was just 
no in hindsight it's like what why did we say they're from the iron islands that's crazy because because they had that kind of um gruff brutish yes there's like a ruthlessness to this person there the is yes a um, um what's it called in divergent dauntless dauntless she was also dauntless which <laughs> kind of explains yeah. explains the vibe of what was going on there yeah and dauntless is iron islands yes now and we're getting public information i just don't want this anyone is to think so niche now we it's... were calling someone dauntless in iron islands behind their back no it was like a it was a <laughs> it was a communal joke you'd want to be dauntless fucking hell. oh definitely tris prior survival Four, of the fittest tobias eaton getting <laughs> <laughs> too niche Four, now yeah let's cut um, it there Anyway, Cherry Seaborn, who is Ed Sheeran's, I believe, wife. Yes. It's funny God. that going back to what's relevant is Cherry, Cherry Seaborn. Cherry Seaborn. That's us getting back on track. Yeah, the, back on track is Cherry Seaborn, Cherry most Seaborn. beautiful name of all time. She features in the documentary. And mm-hmm. I didn't know this about Ed Sheeran's life either, but she was, I didn't know this about Ed Sheeran's life, but she was diagnosed because <laughs> it's all through a man's eyes. Yeah. His wife, Cherry Seaborn, was diagnosed with cancer whilst she was pregnant. Must have Horrific. been absolutely traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Horrific. Mm-hmm. Goes without saying. Uh-huh. She is then speaking Same about it in that. the documentary and they're doing this like painting thing. I don't know what they're doing. They're like painting these huge canvases. It's giving like a rec room vibe, but I guess it's just them literally just painting. They're just painting these big canvases, having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that's what the rich like, do. God, they just like The dream. Paint. Yeah, they just put on like a little kind of quarantine suit. And like, and then throw paint at a wall and be like, we're artists. Stunning. Crying man. And the interviewer is saying like, so do you want to talk about your experience with having mm. cancer whilst being pregnant? And she, I believe the phrase she says, like, well, yeah, it was just like a bit of a shitter. Um, That was like really shit, blah, 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 blah. And kind of makes like this big joke of it. And calling Mm -hmm. it a shitter, I believe, is the thing that she said, which is just so like jokey and silly. Just kind of like a bit of a bummer, like if anyone doesn't. It was gutting. Yeah, just like, oh, like that was a bit rough, like mm. sort of thing. And Ed Sheeran kind of stops her and is like, Ed Sheeran, full title Ed Sheeran, Sheeran. (laughs) stops Cherry Seaborn and. He's kind. It looks like he's kind of crying or something, and he's like, "Why yeah. are you underplaying this? Like, this was horrific, mm-hmm. and I believe it's still ongoing at that point when they filmed that. Yeah. Like, it's not just a shitter. It's like Being completely traumatizing. Like, this is like... horrendous. Yeah. And I really saw myself in Cherry Seaborn so mm. much mm-hmm. because it was like that. Honestly, is it exactly what I would do? Like, I yeah. really think something like that. I would just be like, "Yeah, bit of a shitter." And yeah. we were talking about this and I was like, yeah. God, I bet everyone sees themselves in her so much. And you were like, God, I don't see that for you no, at all. No, I don't see it for me. I see it for you. And actually funny, like I was going to say then after, I remember when we had that conversation, I had said, it reminded me, <laughs> cut mm. to something else. Now kind yeah. of, um, if you're piecing together almost a crime scene on a whiteboard of all yeah. the references that Sophie and Wing make, <laughs> pull back yeah. a few months ago when we were talking about Maisie Williams. It was something yeah. that Maisie Williams had said on Stephen Bartlett. Talk about podcast. Iron Islands. Talk about, about Iron Islands. Jesus. Yeah, she is dauntless. Actually. She's so dauntless. She's so dauntless. Um, she had said that basically what had helped her through, um, I guess, like her childhood abuse Mm. situation childhood trauma Mm. was really just an adult asking the right questions and i thought that was quite true to the situation with ed and cherry ed sheeran and cherry seaborn because in that moment 
the documentary easily could have been this tiny scene where Cherry's saying, yeah, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer, a bit of a shitter, like, it's been a rough year, but whatever, sort of thing. Mm. But it wasn't because Ed stepped in and said, almost like, I can't let you do this sort of thing, and gave her the opportunity and, like, really opened up that space and kind of encouraged her kind of gave her permission to take up the space that she needed and actually and I not think be I, casual and not be casual and I think I see myself in Ed in that moment God. of being like let's give the space actually to the situation is Cherry and Ed not second wing is Love Remy it. and Emile Cherry and Ed Remy and Emile Emile yeah have we spoken about that yeah. surely we have if we haven't just I'm sure just don't worry about it yeah, if we haven't said that it. we'll get into it another time um would you have any advice for someone who's feeling like they can't be there for someone in the way that they want to? Anyone who cares about someone and is feeling a bit frustrated because they don't know how to support them or how to prioritise their own needs? I would say before you even think about supporting someone else, this mm. is something that you say all the time. And weirdly, yeah. my dad said it. He doesn't know that you always say this. My dad said it like last week. I was like, God, is this mm. like... Why is everyone fucking telling me? It's this? obviously what you need to hear. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> so these two have never fucking spoken, and they're both no, telling me the same advice. Actually. But it was like, but he does always, always call this. when I'm calling you. Yeah, he does always call when you're. So calling. I do think me and your dad are, you are a bit connected. <laughs> You've never seen us in the same room. No, I've never seen you in the same room. <laughs> yeah, but he told me last week, and you always say this: the thing on planes where they yes. say, "Put on your own mask before you put on your child's mask," or whatever. Yeah, like, put on your own mask. sort of oxygen yeah. mask before you put on the person next to you's mask. Yeah, and I think that is the most amazing advice. That before you start trying to scrabble around to help all these people, because yeah. to be honest, every person needs help. So if you have like a fixing habit. I mean, former Q, every person in this world has like a load of issues that need quote unquote fixing. Yeah. Put on your own mask before you try and put on their masks. Like, just take a moment to be like, can I help? Why do I Mm. want to help? Mm. Like, what can I do? Like, what is actually reasonable? What do I think they need? And then I would go in and ask them, what do you need? Beautiful. And I think give yourself permission to do what you can and know when to step away and yeah i think also like i don't know i'm just no go on well i, w- I was just gonna say like be proud of yourself maybe for like trying mm. to be a bit nice like i don't yeah. get super cringe now but i do feel like it's nice to care about people and i do feel like our i don't know if it's you know in part i guess the socialization of like british culture what we were talking about <laughs> Not mm. a thing. Oxymoron. British culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mean stolen goods. Yeah. Um, and also, as young women, I think the vulnerability of like letting someone know that you're there for them can be quite hard, yeah. especially when you haven't necessarily set up that rapport. Like, Sefa, you and I have a very distinct way of talking to each other. It's very much mm. like we're in marriage counselling. Like, we're very open to the point like it's very caring it's supportive everyday congratulations so proud of you happy for you flower bouquet emoji a bit much a bit much and a little much and that's fair (laughs) enough a little much and that is fair enough right yeah (laughs) however something i think like if you can slowly make an effort is almost Mm. trying to not be embarrassed by saying to people like what do you need from me because i think when you're not using that kind of language 
we're doing like faces at each other whilst we're recording like really excited faces. like i just um, started giggling sorry you were in the middle of an amazing thing and i just started giggling my nuts off i think when you don't have that rapport naturally with people it's kind of hard to like ditch the embarrassment around talking like Mm. that and being like kind of open and like really showing up for them in that way it's almost a bit cringe and I think it feels a little bit embarrassing and I don't know if I'm sure lots of people like I can imagine the Americans being like what you lot are insane like insane but like I can Mm. imagine you guys are a little much (laughs) yeah you guys are just silly like come on like you these Mm. are your friends you obviously love each other like you can obviously um show your support sort of thing but i've definitely noticed a change in the way that me and my friends and me and my loved ones have like been speaking to each other over the past few years in terms of like i'll say to my friends like i'm going to check in on you you know now and then i'll text them yeah. being like just thinking of you just sending you some flower emojis i'm just sending you you know yeah. some love like is there anything you want me to do is there anything you don't want me to mention like if you feel a certain way like let me know like I'm gonna do this like just being incredibly open about it in my world has been very very helpful so definitely 100% I think that's the thing is that that is so one of the things that that feels so appropriate with me and you for example Mm. or like there are certain dynamics where I could do that but so many people would be like what what are you doing like so many people don't want that I think well I think they do but there's so much shame around it I think the people in my life like they need to be asked the right questions they need the permission and the space which I think as well is maybe why people like podcasts because you don't even have to say anything but you can kind of just turn up and have two people maybe explain to you something that just grazes over something that you've previously felt I think that is exactly why people like podcasts. Yeah, and I that's think why I like need, them. Yeah, you need to be given the opportunity to be validated, and sometimes the instinct, and I can imagine for some of our friends, is to be like, "No, like it's fine, whatever, blah blah blah." But yeah. I think when I know someone's going through something, I have no shame in saying to them, "Like, look, I feel like this is harder than you're letting on, and I just yeah. want you to know, I'm here for you. I'm thinking yeah. of you all day, every day. I care about you. I want you to be happy." Like let's do this whatever blah 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 yeah and even if they're like god it's a little much like leave me alone yeah but also like i think showing you're there is always more important than being embarrassed to show up because you feel a bit awkward and then they always remember that you didn't say anything which is the worst yes god yes yes that's bad yeah i think just be be kind guys you know that you You know know what you know your friends like you're all lovely yes this has well, been thank a you nice so much. one. Thank you so much. Did you like this one? I did. Yeah, I really did. I really Dare did. I it felt very soft face. and nice yeah. and everything. Love it. Felt a bit fresh. Yeah, a bit different. Us. A little bit. All right. Cool. Well, well if you don't hear, if from, you don't us, hear from us, assume, assume the worst. The worst. Stunning. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 